DFS podcast. However, you're listening to this, we appreciate y'all tuning back in for week 14. Listen, I mean, it's a big playoff week. Everybody's trying to make the playoffs in their season along leagues, but we are here to talk through this slate from a DFS perspective. And guys, this is a, uh, I don't know. I felt like the last couple of weeks have been a little cleaner. This one is, is not super clean and there's a lot of pretty gross games to get through, but uh, yeah. How are you guys doing? How are you guys feeling? Uh, it's middle of, middle of December. We finally got our first snow here. So it's, it's, a, it's kind of feeling like Christmas here a little bit. How are y'all doing? Good, man. Just uh, waiting to see who has COVID where the value comes from and uh, who's allowed to play for the chargers. So we'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. I was reading something about that earlier. Um, basically my understanding is Mike Williams and both Chris Harris are unvaxxed, but they're both testing negative and like, you only have to test negative for five straight days. So I think it's retroactive. So I think Mike Williams should be good if he continues to test negative. Keenan has COVID though, and he's vaxxed. I'm pretty sure. So he's probably going to sit. So that's my understanding. At least uh, a lot of injuries in this, on the slate too. Scott, how you doing, man? Um, I'm, I'm dead. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I was telling you like three weeks ago, I'm like, oh, I hit the wall. Like, yeah. no, I had no idea what the wall was. I've, I've hit the wall. It's, it's not pretty. <laughs> all in all, we're just another brick in the wall, Scott. Uh, this week right. sucks too. This is a really tough week, a really gross week. Yeah. I actually kind of no one wants to hear that, but I kind of liked last week. Um, and I'm getting cucked by Lamar. Um, but yeah, I hate this week. I'm, I, do not feel good about this week at all. Um, all right, enough of that. Let's get to it. Falcons-Panthers. Uh, this is the only game on this slate that's uh, clean from an injury perspective, and it's like the only game I can remember the last month that's clean from an injury perspective. Uh, Matt Rule keeps saying that they're going to play P.J. Walker some, or actually he's leaving the door open that they're going to play P.J. Walker some with Cam. He, he's talking out of his ass. Uh, Panthers fired Joe Brady. They installed one of Rule's boys from Temple, so he's going to call plays for him this weekend. Rule keeps saying he wants to run the ball more, and I, I don't know if he's looked at the numbers, but over the last eight weeks, the Panthers are the fourth most run-heavy team in neutral situations. So, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I can only imagine there was probably some sort of political crap going on with, with Brady and, and rule behind the scenes. But anyway, uh, Falcons, Panthers, Panthers are two and a half point favorites over under 42. Um, this game sucks. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to say it. Um, you know, obviously Panthers are going to go full running back rotation. Uh, Scott, what do you, what do you think about Shuba and Abdullah and how that split's going to work out here? Yeah. I mean, Apparently Joe Brady died a martyr saving Carolina from themselves <laughs> because this sub 500 team without McCaffrey wants to run quote unquote 30 to 33 times per game. I mean, this is, this is a, a decent matchup for it against the Falcons, but yeah, it looks like a committee situation to me with Abdullah getting the bulk of the pass catching work. Yeah. Um, I don't know, DJ Moore, people have talked about DJ Moore. Um, I don't really love it. Uh, other side, Gage is getting a lot of hype, but yeah. Carolina's been great against slot wide receivers all year, top three in receptions and yards allowed. Uh, he's also historically struggled against cover one. Kyle Pitts, we know, gets double covered every single play. And then Corderell Patterson, uh, you know, it's hard to pick the blow up spots and it's, 
seems to come regardless of matchup. This is like a sort of tough matchup on paper. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what to, to make of this, this game, but I mean, no one's really jumping off the screen at me. Yeah. Yeah. Cam, uh, you know, Cam, we want to, we want to play Cam obviously for his legs, but you know, everybody saw what happened their last time out. I think Cam's kind of interesting, especially. If yeah. They, he's up there. Yeah. Cam's it's just kinda, it Taysom's, Taysom's the play, but yeah. He'll be up Cam, there. Cam's kind of interesting. Um, He's really cheap on DK. Uh, I mean, if they're going to run it 30 to 35 times like Rule wants, um, Cam's going to be a huge part of that. And I wrote this up in start set, but the uh, the Falcons, excuse me, have given up a ton of like solid games to mobile quarterbacks this year. So I think, I think Cam's interesting. But other than that, man, I, I don't know. I don't really have much here. I'm not super interested in DJ Moore either. I do like him for like if you have him a season long, I think he's a good play, but I'm not. I question the ceiling here. I do. I mean, I do think Cam is, I mean, he's your, your pivot off Taysom. Taysom will be twice his own on DraftKings. And we know he's dealing, Taysom's dealing with like the, the hand finger injury. Um, so I think that's something. Finger. Yeah, you're right. And uh I do think this game has a chance to like, these are two offenses that some, some weeks they show up and some weeks they don't. So <coughs> this game like has potential to be a good game. It also has potential to just be total dust. So, um, you know, the ceiling is there for a good game. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, middle of December, second time these teams are seeing each other. Actually, is this the first time these teams are seeing each other? Did they play earlier this year? Too many weeks this year. Yeah, I know. Let me see here. Jesus, I can't even remember. Yeah, they played in the middle of the year. So, anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, any interest in Goderson? Johnny? Um, nah. Yeah. I mean, they're just – Falcons are so bad, man. Yeah. I mean, I think he's just sort of the same play every week. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, that's about all I got. I love how I told Ash I'm on my stream. I literally texted her five minutes ago, and now she's calling me. It's great. <laughs> Good situation. <laughs> that's, that's a boomer move. <laughs> she's a definite boomer. Uh, all right. Ravens, Browns, um, Browns are two or three point favorites, uh, depending on where you look over on his 42 and a half. Um, another COVID situation here. David Njoku is out. Um, he's been in the protocol all week. Harrison Bryant uh, is out. He's got an ankle injury. So Austin Hooper is literally the only guy left in that uh, Browns tight end room. Other side, Ravens continue just to get beat to shit with injuries. Um, Marlon Humphreys on IR, Anthony Averett, their other starting outside corners, extremely banged up. I think he's going to play, but, I mean, they're just – they're really in a tough spot corner. Uh, Ravens' offensive line hasn't been great as of late, and now their right tackle, Patrick Bakari, is uh, questionable, and Nick Boyle uh, still uh, not healthy. So, Ravens' run game and their offensive line and blocking has been not great, and it's probably not going to be good again here. Um, I mean, I played Lamar last week and 
tilted my face off watching that game. Hollywood ended up being really low owned with some of the higher stakes Vandal stuff. Uh, they both flopped, uh, obviously, especially on a high scoring slate. Um, Proctor, Lamar, did we go back this week? Uh, um, probably like in small field stuff on DraftKings, I think you're just playing Cam or Taysom. Okay. Um, I don't think I don't think I'm double. You know, we talked about how we can finally double stack Lamar. I think I probably am back to single stacking him until he shows me something more. But it's it's just gonna be it's gonna be hard to play him over Herbert over Allen. Um, you know, if if um mix and misses, it's gonna be hard to play him over Burrow. I mean. I just, I just don't – like, if I have a pool of six quarterbacks, I don't think he makes it. Yeah. Okay. Scott, you got any uh, different takes? I know you like uh, Hollywood a little bit this week. Yeah. <clears throat> this is sort of uh, an interesting game. This is the first game I remember a team playing an opponent in back-to-back regular season games. That's that's the case for the Browns. I think the, um, Jets, I think the Jets and Dolphins did it a couple of years ago, too. Sometimes these divisional games get fucking weird in the summer, but anyway, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, so Lamar is easily PFF's worst-graded passer over the last, I don't know, seven weeks or so, like a like a 40.0 PFF pass grade, which is just, like, unheard of. He has twice as many games with two or more interceptions than uh, two or more passing touchdowns. The Browns you know, destroyed him when they played in week 12. He had four interceptions. He's been really bad. Uh, he did light up the Browns in almost all of his prior meetings, um, at least three of his last five. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not really about it either. I, I, I wrote him up as one of the top cash plays last week. And, and you know what? That was just a, a mistake. That was, that was a, a bad, that was bad analysis by me. Um, I like Hollywood just because he's Hollywood. He's seeing like absurd levels of volume. He's behind only Deontay Johnson and XFP per game since like week seven and the matchup's great, but um, Lamar's not. So, so that's the war, like every, every good play yeah. has, has warts this week. Um, the flip side. Game, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say the flip side of Hollywood is like his roles changed as of late too. Cause I mean, you know, we want him to get the deep stuff, but his A dots dropped recently here with Lamar struggling and you know their offensive line struggling too. They can't really take the shots they want to. So I mean, kind of kind of kills Lamar. I was on Lamar Hollywood too last week, and I think I think I'm with you. I think it was a bad process. But, yeah. Uh yeah. So I, I think his role has changed for the better, and that's evident by increasing XFP every single week. So the deep deep shots. Okay. Um, you know, one deep throw is worth, you know, two throws of, you know, eight yards down the field. So I would rather take that, that, that tends to result in more fantasy points, uh, over, over a long enough, uh, time frame. Um, then the other side of the ball, uh, <clears throat> ideally Baker Mayfield is, is dealing with three different pretty bad injuries should, should be a little bit healthier. Jarvis Landry and knee injury should be a little bit healthier. 
And what happened the last time they played, uh, Landry caught six of 10 targets with 111 yards. He didn't do much in the other two or three games without OBJ, but we have a pretty robust sample of him being, you know, a steady, dependable high end wide receiver too, without OBJ. Um, the matchup, however, is, is far more in uh, DPJ's favor. This is a, a top reverse slot funnel matchup. Baltimore has been really good against slot wide receivers. They now have the worst <clears throat> perimeter cornerback duo in the NFL, losing Marcus Peters and then Marlon Humphrey last week. Um, and they're already easily bottom, bottom three, bottom five. They're giving up like 22 fantasy points per game to wide receiver ones. Um over their last six or seven games. And uh, <clears throat> so, so the matchup's more in DPJ's favor, but uh, you know, that's why we read Wes Huber and he was like, okay, true, but you know, he's still going to run 50% or so outside. And this is a coverage shell matchup. Landry historically shreds. Uh, so I do like Landry quite a bit this week. Uh, we didn't talk about Mark Andrews. He's kind of the same, but slightly lesser play as Hollywood, he, he does have the coverage shell work matchup working in his favor as well. And, uh, I, I, you know, I don't trust the running game really, uh, Baltimore, you know, could do what we saw against the Browns last, last time he played, which is like Baker doesn't scare them at all. So they just like fully stack the box. And that's about the entirety of my, my thoughts. Oh, Hooper, one of you guys can talk about Hooper. I don't think people people are like talking themselves out of Hooper. He's just he's just a slam dunk. Yep. I mean, he's a slam dunk, Johnny. Yeah. yeah. Is he an alley oop? He's like uh, behind the leg slam dunk. He's like basketball as basketball is to Jimmy Graham. You know, like you just <laughs> you just play him. I mean, <laughs> I the, he's not the, as dusty as Jimmy Graham. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jimmy! I think Jimmy Graham is like outscoring uh, Kyle Pitts over the last month, right? So oh the, <laughs> the like the dude behind Austin, this like Miller Forrestall kid is like the only player behind him. And like he's I mean, he's not like an NFL tight end. So I mean Hooper's just gonna play hundred percent of the snaps. It's a tight end, like like the most tight end friendly offense. It's just we can never decide which to play. And now you get to play them and people don't, and people don't want to. Well, and it's not like the last time Austin Hooper played on 90% of the snaps. It was the last game he played against Baltimore where he had zero fantasy points. Yeah, sure. But so, but he had three targets. Harrison Bryant had three targets. David Njoku had five targets. I mean, it, it, this is an offense that's using multiple tight ends. And now you can, it's like a basketball usage thing, you know, just because a guy was on the court for a hundred percent of the, game doesn't mean that he's going to get the ball when there are like more explosive talents there. I mean, and Hooper's not bad, you know, Hooper's not Foster Moreau, you know, Austin Hooper is like better at football than Foster Moreau and people aren't like, think he should be way more owned. I'm, I'm just trying to pull this up real quick too. Let's see. Hooper's also second on the team in end zone targets and Joko's first with six. So you get the increase in touchdown equity and you get a good spot. Last time, the last time we had just one of these three tight ends was Harrison Bryant uh, last yeah. year. He yeah. scored like 30 fantasy points. Yeah. And he was 2,500 and like 2%. I remember mm-hmm. that because that was like the only good call <laughs> that 
week. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a team that uses the tight end. He's the only one with, yeah. with a pulse left. Yeah. I like Cooper quite a bit. Also like Landry on DK um, for all the reasons Scott outlined too. He's too cheap. Good floor. I think the ceiling's probably a little bit underrated, especially for the price. So that'd be my two from the game. I think I'm off Ravens for right now too. Um, Chuck Hunt still kind of hurt, I think. That's I've been trying to figure out what's going on with him, but I don't know. Like I think Hunt plays, right? Yeah, he'll play, but I think he's still hurt. Yeah, it's just so annoying because you know that you know Chubb is only going to get sixty-five percent of the snaps. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's move it on. Seahawks, uh, Texans, great game. Just an awesome game here. Uh, Seahawks are eight-point favorites. That's going to move with Mills. Um, a runner's 40, uh, 40 and a half. Seahawks running back room is a mess. It's been a mess for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Adrian Peterson got his touchdown with Seattle last week, but he's, he's not going to play here. I don't think they're going to elevate him off the practice squad. Uh, meanwhile, Alex Collins and Homer are still hurt. Who cares? um yeah texans are starting mills so that's fun um this game sucks i mean russ you know russ kind of showed us he's got life left they went really conservative last week not a lot of deep shots just kind of took some high percentage throws way more screens in the offense too both the metcalf and lockett um i, I kind of should have smashed yeah, he should have. Yeah, he's got a he's got a chance here too. Um, I like Lockett quite a bit this week, but um, what are, what are your guys' thoughts here on Seattle? Metcalf, <clears throat> Metcalf's like he's been what like sick this week or something. Yeah, he missed some. He missed Thursday, I think. With yeah, something. Yeah, back to half the NFL sick right now. Yeah, back to back DNPs. On what Thursday and today, he also has a foot injury that might have explained his recent downstring. Yeah, I think uh, <coughs> the foot injury is new though. I, I have not seen him on injury report with a foot in recent weeks. I think I think he's had the foot; it just hasn't kept him out of practice. But they've been listing it, and then like the illness kept him out of practice. But they still listed the foot anyway. I don't know; it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but um if if there's any like if there's any indication that Metcalf will be limited then you know obviously Tyler Lockett would be like this the stone nuts yep I like Everett he's one I more targets than Tyler Lockett <laughs> really good volume yeah it's just he has, to catch, that volume. He has to catch that volume <laughs> he was so bad last week yeah that was that was literally <laughs> one of the worst games that I've seen an NFL player play ever I mean, Knox too. Yeah, it was way worse than Knox. He fumbled. Yeah. Fum, he basically created two turnovers and had two drops. I mean, it's fucking abysmal. Nobody's gonna play him for that reason, though. Yeah. I mean, ever he's so. I mean, he's so bad. Um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, the Seattle's gonna score. I mean, they're gonna put up points. It's just. So gross how they get there. Yeah. It's just like watching. Two touchdowns for Penny, one touchdown for Homer, one touchdown for <laughs> Collins. Yeah, maybe. Penny, 
Penny will run. He'll have one explosive run and then pop his hamstring, and we'll never see from him again this year. Yeah. I mean, if there if there's a week to play Russell Wilson like this year, like I don't think I have been on him once this entire year. If there's a week to do it, this is probably probably it. But I wouldn't be like excited about it. Prices price is reasonable. Matchup is good. Um, they really don't have a running game, even though they'll try anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously the other concern is like this 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 game is like one of the worst I've seen this year from like a pace and play perspective. I mean, both of these teams over the last eight weeks are like bottom five in volume, play volume. Um, and now we get Mills. So, you know, if the Texans can't move the ball, you know Carroll's going to be completely fine just to fucking run it 35 times and just kill this game. That's my concern. I, I like I like Lockett quite a bit, but I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm not really too excited about Russ. Yeah, though I, I mean I will say that the Seattle like they didn't stall out every drive last week, so they they pop, <laughs> I mean they popped and snaps. I mean they they played what seventy offensive snaps. Obviously they're not going to get that many against the Texans, but you know if you can get forty attempts out of Russ, like you know he's like the rare quarterback that can you know, go 403 with 38 attempts. Yeah. Yeah. That would just be my concern here. It's the volume's terrible. Um, other than that, that's all I got here. Yep. All right. Moving on Raiders, uh, Raiders and chiefs chiefs are 10 point favorites over under is 47 and a half. Uh, Raiders running backs are a complete disaster right now outside of Jacobs. Um, Kenny Drake's on IR. Jalen Richard has COVID. I think I saw something that he's unvaxxed, and he's probably not going to play. So we're going to like every down Josh Jacobs here. Um, Darren Waller hasn't practiced since like two weeks ago. He's not going to play. Jacobs um, should be in Jacobs' favor in that department. Um, I think. Uh, you said Jalen Richard is probably isn't going to play. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. Yeah, he's got COVID and he's unvaxxed. So uh, he would have the 10-day boomerang thing. I don't think he's going to make it back. Yeah, so before we get there, Johnny, what's going to be the highest-owned game sack of the the week? Um, Coming in, I mean, obviously it's good to be. And then uh, on the other side of the ball, you know, no one really – gives me a boner for Buffalo. Like, obviously if, if Vegas is right about the close spread and the, the totals like Josh Allen's going to have to be this matchup. Uh, Manuel Sanders is dust and they're using Gabriel Davis as a part-time player. Dawson Knox is, is nice, but he's averaging like 4.9 targets per game. Uh, and anyway, this brings us all back yeah, to just the gonna game say, I'm sir, going. Sir, sir, this is a Wendy's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. We're, 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 we're this brings us all back to the game I'm going all in on and that's Kansas city. So th- that makes me feel good. If you're saying it's not going to be number one and it's probably not going to be t- number two. And I think Mike clay uh, broke this down perfectly where he said uh, the chiefs have faced two high safeties, a league high 58% of the time uh, to eliminate their explosive plays and it's worked successfully, et cetera. But when these teams faced off in week 10, the Raiders used too high just 28% of the time. That's the least Kansas City has seen it this season. Instead, they stuck to their cover three scheme, a scheme Patrick Mahomes historically dominates. 
Obviously, the Chiefs feasted, 406 passing yards, five touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. He said, perhaps the Raiders will adjust this week, but considering they didn't last month and that they ranked first in cover three and last in two high safety looks, I don't think, I don't think that's something we should expect. So to me, I, I'm just seeing, you know, uh, um, basically week 10 all over again, in which case, oh my God, like that, all the money to, to us and those of us who play Kansas City. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm going all in on, on Kansas City stacks this week. And I do think they truck the Raiders, in which case Josh Jacobs, Jacobs makes me super nervous. Okay, yeah, sure, he should be a bell cow. He should finally be involved in the passing game. We saw nine yards, no receiving touchdowns, and then one to two rushing touchdowns and like 80 rushing yards, and he, he could be a smash. So that was the original question after uh, a 15 minute segue from me, uh, the more obvious bring back um, because he's the new Megatron. He's the greatest football player in NFL history, greatest wide receiver of all time, just an athletic freak of nature. And, uh, and who, who we all wanted DK Metcalf to be. I think the, the only thing that, that him, um, when we need a meter up, um, I value he adds to the offense. So I do think if I'm playing Derek Carr in like stacks in this game or Mahomes stacks, I think Deshaun, when he gets a 50 yard touchdown, he speeds up this game. So he's a guy that I would consider, like, I wouldn't want a lot of him, but I would consider for, for my game stacks. And then I agree with you on Jacobs. I think he's like a median floor type play. The ceiling is fairly limited. Um, when the chiefs really, really, really roll. So I think he'll be overowned in, in game stacks and game stacks. I would prefer Renfro or DJX. So we spent this whole time talking about this game and nobody's going to mention Edwards aware and like a nut matchup. If we think the chiefs are going to fuck, then CH has a pretty, pretty solid touchdown ceiling. Raiders are really bad against the run. Is he going to get 50% of the snaps again though? Well, that's the thing. So, like, he's been getting out snapped on passing downs by Darrell, but obviously he's gotten, you know, most of the running, the run, the, like the rushing work. I mean, why, why are we talking about uh, a touchdown ceiling with CEH when he has like four career carries inside the 10? It's true. He, I mean, he, he, has, he has seen a bit more in recent weeks, but uh, I mean, he was never a touchdown guy before that. No, it's true. I, I'm just saying if we're attaching ourselves to this offense, it's the same. I mean, this is one of those plays where it's just like, well, what could fuck me? CEH could fuck me. And then I like throw my head back and laugh like CEH putting up fantasy week. points. Yeah, right. And then it, then it happens and then I cry. But yeah, I mean, it I, I'm just playing devil's advocate, man. Like, I mean, I'm as not, you should, as, as you should. It's just like I'm not, you know, I'm not super excited about CEH by any means, but I am. I, I, I'm just saying. Remember the week everyone like stacked him with Mahomes though, and he caught a receiving touchdown. That was so funny. yeah, that was like the first one ever. <laughs> yeah, I think I tweeted the week before that Ceh had no touchdown ceiling, and uh, then he ends up. Actually, I said he has no touchdown ceiling and no receiving ceiling because Darrell was starting to play a lot more. And then that happened. It's great. Um, yeah, I you know I do I, I Scott your point about the too high and cover three thing. Um, 
I don't know, man. How how the fuck could Gus Bradley go back and watch that and be like, yeah, let's just do the same shit over again. Like that's, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't think the Raiders are. Sure. These guys are stubborn idiots who just uh, like my scheme, my scheme, my I scheme. I hear you. And then, uh, I mean, worst case scenario, okay, they take that approach, but they have like the least experience running that defense of any team, and and, sure. and their te- their defense is thin. You know, they lost. Uh, Damon Arnett for, you know, sending, you know, p- t- t- DMing uh, a troll. He's going to kill him or something. But he's uh, a total piece of shit. Raiders not a yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, clearly. Um, and so, yeah, again, it's just, it's it's not the highest owned game stack. It's not the second highest owned game stack. Maybe it's not even the third highest owned game stack. When to me, it's glaringly the number one. Um and yeah, there's there's some inherent risk involved. There's some inherent risk involved everywhere, but uh, it's a really gross slate. I mean, Ty- Tyreek Hill alone could just absolutely, you know, bury any you know next three plays combined with a massive game, and it's just huge ceiling. And and so that's what I'm doing. You guys don't have to tell me on that, but but that's what I'm doing, and I, I feel pretty good about it. No, I think I think the logic and everything behind it makes a lot of sense, especially like you said on the slate. It's there's it's pretty gross out there. So I think I think logically, I think it makes sense. Um, Just, I would prefer my Mahomes stacks on on Fanduel, where Mahomes is more reasonably priced. He's DraftKings just like leaves him, you know. At yeah, but that's why I don't think he's gonna get he's gonna get that much owned because if he, if you take out the game against the Raiders, he's averaging like. 13 fantasy points per game over his last five yeah it is kind of weird that dk hasn't like moved him down at all but yeah so that's i mean that's the thing though is like you know he's finished outside of i think the top 15 16 scoring quarterbacks in every game since week six yep except for that raiders game so yeah dk listen i i get all these holes i i, I really do yeah no dk's to your point though dk's qb pricing has been fucked up all year like it's fucked up again this week. I mean, it's Taysom or Cam. That's kind of it again. Um, all right, let's move on. We spent enough time on this game. Uh, Saints and Jets, we won't have to spend too much time on this game. Taysom is back. He's full practice. Kamara's back, full practice. I, I did see a tweet just come across my phone, though. Apparently, Kamara popped up with a hamstring thing, which is new to me. I don't know, man. Uh, but he's full. He's going to play. Uh, Ingram has COVID. He's vaxxed, um, so he could get back. Um, but it looked like to me that the knee was really bothering him last week. So even if he does play, I think Ingram's going to be limited. Uh, and Tom Montgomery has COVID. Um, so they might be full down to like, you know, just Tony Jones and, and Kamara this weekend. Um, Saints receivers are a mess. Once again, Deontay Harris uh, lost his appeal. He's going to be suspended for the next three weeks. He was their number three. Um, little Jordan Humphrey hurt his Why hamstring. Why is he suspended? I don't, I think he got a UI last year. Yeah, DUI or DWI, one of those things. Um, and little Jordan Humphrey hurt his hamstring, so they could be down to like just Callaway and uh, what's his face, Traquan. I mean, they all stink. So what difference is it? Make? No, I know, but I'm just I, it matters in the the extent to Kamara and his workload this week because if they have nothing at receiver and they have nothing behind Kamara at running back, and Kamara's full against the Jets. I don't know. That's that's pretty sad. Yeah. So so this is why this week sucks. Is like there's a lot of like every single play has its warts. You, you could poke a number of holes in every single play. You want to love 
Alvin Kamara, who leaves all slate eligible running backs and fantasy points per game since week seven. There's no one else. He's locked into like 100% of the snaps. I mean, maybe Tony Jones gets a handful of touches, but I, maybe not even. The, the problem is, you know, so with Drew Brees under center, Saints running backs were averaging 31.2 fantasy points per game. With Teddy Bridgewater, is 27.6. With Winston, it was even 24.1. With Taysom Hill under center, it's 20.5. Uh, last year, Kamara saw average like nine fewer fantasy points per game with Taysom, just four targets per game, down from 8.3. And we have this long history of hypermobile quarterbacks just totally neglecting their running backs in the passing game. That's a big reason why I don't like David Montgomery as much as everyone else this week with Justin Fields starting. And that's the concern. It's like, so we're going to trust Alvin Kamara uh, with, you know, Taysom Hill, who's never targeted him. Like Kamara has like near zero success with him under center. Yeah. I don't know about Uh, that, man. I don't know, man. Alvin Kamara in the four games they played last year, three of them were super weird. So they shit, they played the Falcons twice, shit on them twice. Then they played the Broncos in that game that Kendall Hinton, uh, the fucking receiver guy, Kendall Hinton, he started. So that game was weird. And then they played the Eagles, and the Eagles shit on them, and Kamara had like 10 targets. So I don't know. I, I think there's some fluky, like small small sample stuff going on with that. I, and again, yeah, and- like, like I said, that's why their wide receiver mat- injuries matter this week is because they have nothing else. I mean, they have fuck Yeah, I, I, I mean, it should. It should, but it, it – we said the same thing last year too, uh, where they had no one. And um, well, they did have Michael Thomas, but Mark Ingram, we saw too, like, you know, he, he was great for fantasy week 10, great for fantasy week 11, did nothing with Taysom week 13. I think he's hurt though. Yeah, it could have been because he, his snap share dropped a lot. And then Ty Montgomery uh, saw nine targets. So, Hey, maybe, only four catches, nine yards, but or seven, seven <laughs> targets. He's because uh, he's, he's Ty Montgomery. <laughs> right, right. So you could say, hey, hey, that that plus Ingram equals Kamara this week, in which in which case, okay. I think you're only playing Kamara as sort of leverage off of of Taysom as the highest owned quarterback. Um, like I'm I'm not playing Kamara against the Jets, hoping to get eight targets. Like, you know, even if it was Jameis under center. Um, it's what you're stops. hoping, what you're hoping to get is 25 carries like he was getting earlier in the season when all these guys were out. So, you know, if I can get 25 carries from Kamara against the Jets, I think their O line should be back to full strength this week, right? Are they are they still missing? Uh, I think Armstead and Ramshek are both back, yeah, yeah. So, you know, could he run for 150 yards and two or three touchdowns. Absolutely. So I think that's kind of where I'm, how I'm approaching Kamara. I'm not, I'm not expecting him to have like a great PPR floor. Um, not sure he's a guy I would play in, in cash games this week. Um, since I think we, we have a chance to get, you know, Antonio Gibson in a similar role again. And, um, you know, we have uh, Josh Jacobs, but I think in tournaments, He's just a good play. Uh, he'll be a good pairing with uh, New Orleans defense, which will come in a lot lower on than some of the others because they're fairly expensive. And, yeah. um, you know, he's just sort of a pivot off of Taysom, really. Yep. Yeah, I like Kamara quite a bit. Um, 
Ramshick did not practice both Wednesday and Thursday, but I think they're going to get Armstead back. But I don't know, man. It's the Jets. I don't really think it matters. I mean, they're just the Jets. It's like the Steelers defense last night. They're just getting gashed with before contact yards. So I don't know. Um, yeah, so Kamara is the pivot off the taste of chalk on DK. Um, Jets side, Elijah Moore didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday this week. I saw a quote from Salah. Yeah, no. Um, I saw a quote from Salah this morning. It said they're going to try and test him out today and tomorrow. So he's, I don't know, man. He's, he's probably legit questionable. And then uh, Corey Davis is on IR. Um, so if, if Moore can get back, I mean, you know, he's seen a 30% target share in back-to-back games with Wilson. Um, but, you know, it's going to be even further locked in if Davis or uh, if he can get back here. I think even if he's questionable, Davis. he's a solid play. Uh, the question I'd have is, is what about if he's out? Who, who is in play then? Mims at 3K? I don't have a take. So that was a question. I probably would lean Crowder. Six targets last week. Mims is just bad. He's just not good at football. Uh, Saints are really good uh, in the interior. So I, I, I don't like Crowder. Okay. Who would be their other outside guy? Cole? Yeah. Wes was saying possibly Barrios outside, which would be crazy uh, to me. Yeah, apparently he's he's seeing more and more work on the outside. Interesting. Uh, but Keelan Cole, I, I think, makes the most sense to me. Okay. I don't know. I still think all these guys are pretty thin if more yeah. misses. Big fart. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um do you want to talk about Taysom or is that just too obvious? Because the thing I'll say about him is like. So Johnny brought up Kamara's leverage off of Taysom. Like he is super risky. Like he has the highest fantasy floor of any quarterback, but I mean, bench risk has to be fairly high, right? He threw four picks. He has mallet finger. Russell Wilson missed three weeks and then still wasn't right for two weeks after that, dealing with the same injury. Then he has a partially torn plantar fascia. uh, And, uh, you know, affecting maybe the ground game, although, that wasn't the case last week. Um, and so I don't know, but, but yeah, I mean, on paper, you know, even with all the injuries, like I'm, I'm still super excited to play him. Yeah. I mean, I mean look the at thing. these, look at the early games with Jameis, like when they're like winning ugly, we could totally see one of those. Yeah. Not only that, I mean, I could see them just coming out and doing what the meaning Eagles what, play. like uh, they play super conservative 40 rushing attempts and like, you know, 15 passing attempts, beat the Jets 18 to 6. All right, what if it's this, Johnny? What if it's this? Kamara, 29 carries, 123 rushing yards, two targets, zero touchdowns, Taysom Hill, four goal line plunges. <laughs> How tilted would you be? Um, Scale of one to tilt. I mean, I'm not going to be like all in on Kamara or anything. Oh. I do, I do think Taysom's not as like slam dunk as he was, you know, against like Dallas. Yeah. yeah. I would love for Elijah to play Zach Wilson to play competently. Turn this <laughs> into a, a little shootout here. Zach Wilson hasn't played comp- competently since his BYU days, man. Oof. Yeah. Two-time Pepsi Rookie of the Week, though. Oh, were, were all the other rookies hurt? 
<laughs> he won it last week. I don't, I don't know. And he, he tweeted out, he was like, it should have been Elijah. I'm like, he's damn. It should have been Jamar Chase, and he dropped that seven yard touchdown. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Next, we spent enough time for this fucking game. Yeah. Jags, Titans. Uh, Titans are nine point favorites. Over under 43 and a half. We can fly through this one here. Uh, James Robinson's going to play, but who knows how well? Who knows if he gets benched again? Uh, Titans, uh, Julio should be back. He's been practicing this week. Uh, they're also going to get Jeremy McNichols back, which kind of like throws a wrench in that backfield. Not that we're really playing any of those guys. Um, anyone have any interest in this game? Um, yeah, these early, these early games blow. And I think this is the worst of the bunch. Um, I'm going to play Julio. Really? Yeah. Okay. So the, so I think that's a sharp play that no one else is landing on. Wes Huber wrote that up. Um, I will just say super risky coming off an of injury. You only had that one good game. And I think Shaq Griffin's coming back. I think Shaq Griffin's going to shadow. Yeah. He's been really strong in shadow coverage. Yeah, um, Griffin, will, Griffin will be back here for what it's worth. But uh, but it makes it makes sense. It's just like another. It, this is this week sucks, and it's just uh, again, you know, he's like one of the better plays, but he's he's super risky in my eyes. Julio put- coming off a hamstring injury. You know, if he tweaks that even a little bit, his ass is not coming back. Yeah, but I mean, this is like the the healthiest sort of spot we've had him because he was get, you know sure. he was he was going in and out of games, and then they finally you know they shut him down. Um, they could have activated him uh, next week, but they activated him for this week, which makes me think he's he's good to go. Um, or the Titans are just desperate. <laughs> well, they're playing the Jags. You know, I'm not sure they would have activated him for the Jags if fair enough. That's fair. He wasn't ready. So, yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, they don't have anyone else at, at any other position. Like, we could see Julio get, like, 14 targets here, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. Okay. Uh, Tennessee's scat back averages about seven carries, eight targets, 100 yards from scrimmage, 17 fantasy points per game over Tennessee's last three losses. That could be Jeremy McNichols, but but I think you're right. I think it's too too uncertain. Um, yeah, I think I think Hilliard's played well enough to earn a, earn a bigger role. So this thing could really just be a three man rotation. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy, uh, seeing Dan Arnold volume, but but not Dan Arnold production. Marvin Jones <laughs> has a great matchup, but you can't trust him. Uh, West oh, likes Lavisca. I'll never hype up LaVisca again for as long as I live. Uh, but uh, uh, Jake likes Laquan Treadwell. I, I bet Johnny does. But, uh, I mean, it, this just sucks. This week sucks. Ugh. We're talking I'd about rather, Laquan Treadwell. I'd rather play, I would rather play Treadwell than Lashitka. Yeah, I mean, you know, Treadwell's playing all the snaps. You, He's probably your, you know, if you want to play a – 3,400 wide receiver that isn't Josh Palmer or Jalen Guyton, it's probably Treadwell, which is really gross. I think if I'm playing, like to Scott, though, to your point, though, if I'm playing a Titans running back, it's probably Foreman paired with Titans defense. I think that's really the only. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. One I we would should win this. I think they're favored by like nine points. I don't know about that, even though, because I think Hilliard, Hilliard played a bunch of their early down 
he had a bunch of the early down carries two weeks ago. Kaplan said they love him, but yeah. that 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 seems weird to me when he signed him off the street two weeks ago. I mean, he could have came in and impressed him. I, I really don't know. I mean, yeah. they cut they cut Foreman. Foreman was with the team last year, so they're not in love with Foreman either. Yeah, last year Foreman was still like dealing with the coming He's back. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, he got 19 carries um, against the Patriots, and they got you know they got dusted by them. So I think if they if they you know smash the Jags, he can get 20 carries. He's super expensive though, right? He's 5K. Yeah, I mean, I only I only would want him in the scenario that you know Tennessee defense just sort of dusts the Jags. Oh, Darren Waller is out. Yep. Yeah, he didn't practice all week. He didn't practice last week either. Foster Moreau flap lag, uh, chalk flap lag. Mm. I think he's fine for game stacks, but I would prefer Hooper and I would prefer, uh, I don't know who else. There was some, there's somebody else. I kind of like Jared Cook a little bit. We'll get there, though. If, uh, yeah, if no Keenan. Uh, all right. Um, where were we? All right, last game of the early window. Excuse me, Cowboys-Washington. Uh, Cowboys are four-point favorites. Overrunners, 47 and a half. Uh, Zeke and Pollard are both hurt. I think uh, Zeke is going to play, obviously. Pollard is legitimately questionable with this torn plantar uh, fascia. Um, Corey Clements, their number three. So, I mean, my God, if Zeke gets hurt in this game or worsens his knee injury, um, it'll be Clement. But, yeah, looking like no Pollard. Uh, Washington side, RSJ got cleared, so he'll be the every down 100% snap player with Logan Thomas out. And I think they're going to get J.D. McKissick back. Um, I saw something from Ron Rivera saying that uh, McKissick's basically like finishing up his protocol with the concussion. So he's got to get cleared by tomorrow at like four Eastern. um, And it's trending that way right now. Yeah. He'll be tested. So he did his, his limited practice today. They'll test him tomorrow. And if he clears tomorrow, then he'll be out. So like probably like 75% chance that he's in the only, if he, if he ends up with like the lingering from, doing running he'll be ruled out but yeah and that's the question i mean you know what do you think can, can we play gibson with with mckissick back here i won't yeah and i'm, I'm kind of leaning that way too i mean it just if washington gets behind in this game which they very well could i mean um, heineke has Heineke almost gave that game away like three times last week. Yeah. Gibson got bailed. Gibson chalk got bailed out last week. Yeah. Let's be perfectly honest. Yeah, it did. And if, if McKissick plays, he never, he never catches that touchdown. McKissick catches it. So. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think this is a good game though. If yeah. um, like if Tal- if Pollard is out, I think Dak is a really strong play. Um finally have all the receivers things have sort of been in flux o-lines healthier yeah man, I, I think Dak's a really good play even if pollard plays like the spot spot's pretty damn good regardless i mean washington's been a secondary we want to pick on regardless 
this game's up in pace too because Dallas plays so fucking fast. Washington's way down in pace. They've they've been they were like one of the fastest teams in the league last year, and they started out this year really fast. But they've like they lead the league in time of possession per drive over the last eight weeks. Um, so if Dallas play if Dallas builds a lead and plays fast, it'll force Washington to play faster. So I'm with you. I like this game quite a bit. Um, I kind of don't. Uh, yep. Uh, Washington's defense, you know, was the premier pass funnel top matchup for opposing quarterbacks. And then they completely shifted their scheme and they've been sort of excellent since then. Um, opposing quarterbacks average just 14.1 fantasy points per game against them over the last five games. Um, uh, I like I like Dak when I was thinking Gibson was going to be chalky as sort of like leverage where they just put up a ton of points. But I think just on paper, I don't think like, you know, when Jake did his first look piece, he was like, well, Dak's going to be chalk in this matchup. Yeah. But uh, I really soured on it since. And I don't think he's going to be too chalky. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh McLaurin and, and Lamb are, are fine plays. Wes had an interesting comment in his advanced matchups article. He said he thinks Ty- Taylor Heineke has been playing at a top five level and not just over their recent win streak. He, he top was, five. Taylor he Heineke. Was not, he was not even top 20 last week. He should have they, they should have lost that game last week because of Heineke. Um, I, love, I love Wes, but I, I'm not seeing that one. I mean, anything uh, on the receivers – Lamb and uh, um, F1. Scott, on to your point about Washington. So, like, I was when I was writing up game hubs this week, I thought the same thing, but then I, like kind of looked into it some more. Yeah. So that first game out of the bye, they played the Bucks and just dominated time of possession in that game. Like Tampa did not have the ball in that second half. Then they played Cam. Then, and I mean, Russ clearly hasn't been right. Cam hasn't been good for a couple of years. Cars, and I mean, I, I definitely think there's some signal with Washington's defense improving, but I also think. It's kind of been a, you know, they've just run really hot with how their games have flown. With the, the scheme shift being beneficial. I hear you, but the, just keep being the secondary still sucks. I mean, they still don't have any good guys in their secondary. Yeah, I mean, it's you can say the scheme shift has helped, but you they've, they've played nobody. I mean, over the last five weeks, they played Teddy Bridgewater, nope. Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr. Russell Wilson, you know, had half a finger at that point. So I just... <laughs> I think Washington's frauds. I don't think they're a good team. Um, I think Dallas is just a much better team. I think this is sort of the healthiest we've seen the passing attack for Dallas in like six weeks. Um, I'll tell you I'm going to play Dak. I'll tell you what, man. Amari Cooper looked fucking awesome on that one catch. Like, I know he got <laughs> limited. I know he got limited because of COVID, but like that dude looked fucking awesome. I don't know. I, I like Dak. If if Scott, if if Dak is not going to be owned to your point earlier, um, man, that's I, I love it because we know exactly where to go with Lamb, Cooper, sprinkling some Gallup too. Yeah, I kind of just just uh, want to go Lamb and and McLaurin. I like McLaurin a lot this week too because Diggs is not a good cover corner. He's an amazing talent, like an amazing athletic player, but he he leads he's led the league in yards allowed 
like all year basically we've been top three yeah i think i'll get more of the other guy actually who's you know the 10th most targeted corner in football i mean that's my point though it's like both i don't think either either one yeah exactly i don't think it really matters yeah so it's gonna be i'm gonna do my game stacks with f1 and with uh ricky seals jones who was the other tight end the other tight end i was trying to think of earlier um good call he's been price he's been price on FanDuel. He's one of the better better plays, and people sort of forgot about him um, because that Bates dude did like absolutely nothing while he was starting. Well, is he hurt? Bates? No, not, but RSJ. Nah, he's cleared. Full Run practice. Some jewels. Nah, yeah, full practice. He cleared. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so those are the two guys I'm I'm a, you know going to use my bringbacks on. And the other thing I wanted to mention was so McCarthy had talked about like limiting Zeke, and then McCarthy got COVID. He was out. You know, Jerry Jones came in and whatnot. So I could see a pass happier than normal Dallas game with with both of the running backs hurt. Yeah, and not only that, I mean, Washington's front seven has been really good against the run as of yeah. late. Like, I think there's there's definite signal to that because they've, they've been without Montez Sweat and Chase Young for like three weeks now. Right, that's a big factor. Well, that's my, that's my thing. It's Two like, banked been, up running backs. It's a yeah. pass funnel anyway, even if they are better of late. Yeah, so... Yeah, I like I'm I'm on deck here, big time. Um, all right, let's move it on here. Lions Broncos. This game is fucking disgusting. <laughs> so this game might get good though, because so Mike Boone is out with COVID, and so they'll be testing and checking for close contacts in the running back room. So we may get uh, Gordon or Javante this week. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how that plays out with Gordon not being in the building some last week. Right. If either of them is a close contact as of today, I think, I think they'll miss. Yeah. Well, she, um, she, yeah. I mean, just get one Bronco against the lions. (laughs) I know, man. (laughs) I mean, even, even if we get both like Javante, you know, they might run it 40 times here. Uh, Lions side, they're they're fucking dust, man. Swift's out. Um, Hawkinson didn't practice Thursday or Friday. He's got some sort of like hand issue. So I mean, they're gonna be down. They're two best guys. Uh, yeah. What do you, Scott? What do you owe me for our Jamal Williams bet? He sucked. <laughs> oh, Jordan Eway BK, man. Yeah, I will. I will one hundred percent take the L on that. He was not a bell cow. He was a poor workhorse. 50% snap share. Uh, so L taken on that. Um, I mean, I think we should spend a little bit more time on Javante. Assume both running backs play. What, what do we think happens to this committee? Because it was 48-52 in Melvin's favor. But Javante looked fucking awesome. Melvin's at least a little banged up. Could it be 60-40? Could it be 70-30? And that little bit of extra volume could go a long way in an yeah. easy top matchup. Uh, Javante wasn't really jacked up too much in pricing. So to me, he's a good play. He's still a good play. Not an he amazing He'll be popular, though. All right. Yeah, he's going to be popular regardless, I think. I will say Javante was starting to overtake Gordon a little bit there before Gordon got hurt. It was, you know, it was 50. Yeah, it was 55, 45. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was, still, a little, it was a little closer, but yeah. But I mean, a fumble, that's that's another game argument. Too. Yeah. Gordon fumbled and missed like ten snaps. Yeah. Right. 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 I think right. Javante had a fumble in those two games too. Um. Yeah. So it's. I mean, we're just waiting on what to do with Broncos backs. Then, damn. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're just gonna have to wait on that news, really. Yep. Should find out tomorrow. Um, All right. I think Javante's fine, but if he's gonna be like 20, 30% owned on DraftKings, I'll probably try and try and avoid him. I think that's just high, pretty high ownership for a guy who's you know gonna be what 65% probably at best. Yeah. Yeah, I think 65% is probably the bull case. Because Gordon's injury didn't seem too, too bad. No. They just kind of gave him some time off. Um, all right. Nope. Speak, speaking of fucking messes, uh, Giants, Chargers, I mean. Nope, 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 nope. Jerry Judy, I think this is a possible eruption spot for him. Like, obviously, I get, uh, I mean, week one, he was on pace for like 170 yards prior to injury. And then since then, he's done absolutely nothing. But um, Wes is saying this, this could be the best matchup he's ever seen. Uh, Lions use cover two at a top five rate. He annihilates cover two. Um, he gets a, a, a very inexperienced backup slot corner in CJ Moore. Uh, you might see more of the safety or the safety might kick down into the slot a little bit, but still uh, Will Harris, a very favorable matchup. Really could be it's thin. I mean, it's a leap of faith, but it could be the Judy eruption spot. We've long awaited at the very least. He's a slight value. Yeah. I mean, my concern though, is like the volume has been so bad for this passing offense. As well. Right. And, and your argument is, is crucial, but it's another feather in the cap of Javante, which is that when Denver has a lead of five or more points, they're like the third most run heavy offense in football. And then if they're trailing, it, I mean, not only not only that. I mean, there's there's seventh most run heavy team in leading, but they're dead last in pace. Like they play yeah. so goddamn slow when they're gonna lead, and they're gonna have a lead here. Right. That's my concern with Judy. This, I mean, obviously this spot's awesome, but he might. Only Is there anyone on Detroit side? Josh Reynolds, Hawk. Ugh. I don't think you can play Reynolds against these guys. Hawk's hurt too, by the way. Yeah, I mean, Amon Ra breakout game. No, it's a, it's a really bad matchup for him. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean he had a good matchup last week. Um, I think we had sort of yeah. just talked about how there wasn't really anyone to get excited about. I think it's the same, the same thing. <clears throat> I mean, I'm, this week I'm sucks. Have you guys playing... noticed? <laughs> I like this week though. This is a week where I'm gonna like focus on my, uh, you know, game stack builds and whatnot. Uh, Send me some gonna... lineups, bro. I'm going to kind of let my stacks make my decisions for me because there's not a lot of standout yeah, when, plays. When weeks are thin like this, where like you can poke holes in every play, it, it really is a, a great stack week. Just, just give yourself fewer outs. Like I go all in on Kansas city. I have Renfro plus Hill plus Kelsey plus Mahomes. Okay. I only need to get uh, five other things, right? Um five things one kansas city you know goes nuclear and then all the other thin value guys i have to throw darts on speaking of kansas city we forgot to mention just in terms of cheap wide receivers byron byron pringle 
uh, is the over, uh, uh, I forget his name because he's just become so dusty Nicole. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nicole with a zero instead of an O. Um, yeah. We, there's a, there's a bunch of guys like that, Johnny. There's also uh, right. Rashad Perriman has leapfrog Scotty Miller and kind of Tyler Johnson. He's now the clear wide receiver three. No one's going to play him, but, but he's a, he's a pretty good play. Godwin has a, or did we talk about Tampa Bay? No, I think we're getting there. We're about to. Yeah. We're we'll doing that. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's just a good week for, for double stacks with, you know, Mahomes and, and with Dak and uh, we'll get to Herbert here in a second and Brady and Allen, you know? Yeah. Yep. All right, let's do it. Uh, let's talk Herbert. Um, Chargers 10-point favorites over on his 43. Um, I, I think I said it off the top. Mike Williams can get back. He's just got to test negative one more day. Um, that'd be tomorrow. Obviously, he hasn't practiced all week. Keenan's way less likely to play because uh, he actually has Keenan's just Keenan's just out. Yeah. Yeah, we're just waiting on a final word. Um. So, yeah, it's going to be Mike Williams, Guyton, and um, Palmer as the three. And they've been rotating the receivers more. Cook leads that rotation, but um, they've been ro- rotating tight ends with Anderson and Parham, too. Um, but, man, I mean, Giants are just so – I mean, they're not going to compete in this game. Yeah. I think Palmer Lennon, will be an almost one-for-one replacement for Keenan, though. Yeah, which would be absolute money. Mike Williams has historically, you know, gone nuclear every time Keenan either played fewer than 33% of the snaps or sat out. He was averaging like, I don't know, like 10 targets per game without Keenan, but the rest of the time, like 4.5 targets per game. Like they never used him. And then once Keenan would go out, it was a different regime, but yeah. I think he's a great play. I think Palmer's a great play. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to get cute with Jared Cook. Uh, Austin Eckler, I think, is a great play. He is the RB1 in our projections, and he's not at all priced like an RB1 or even an RB2. He's he's 2020 Alvin Kamara to me, like we've talked about. He get, he scores touchdowns. Uh, he gets targets. Justin Herbert, you have to ask the question like, okay, what does losing Keenan mean to him? Um but I mean, it's a more concentrated offense in terms of sacking. And then he's easily been the best GPP quarterback of the season. Oh, I mean, maybe Brady, but the factor in ownership easily Herbert uh, in his top 50% of games, he averages 33.9 DraftKings fantasy points per game. Averages 25.3 on, on the full season. Uh, just, just an amazing tournament play every single week. Um I think Giants defense is a little bit better than it gets credit for. I think losing Keenan hurts, but it's a a thin week anyway. So making this week even worse, uh, Jamal Williams has COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. He's not going to play. Godwin equal Hawkinson is doubtful, too. Hawkinson's doubtful, too. And Jamar, I I saw this morning that Jamar Jefferson has been sick. And he hasn't practiced all week, so it might be Gordon Igwe BK. Gordon Igwe BK. Actually, Jefferson was back full today. I just Jamar Jefferson? Yeah. Yeah, he's back full today. I know no one cares about it, but uh, I'm in five uh, championships in FFPC leagues this week. 
And uh, I had Adam Thielen on just about all of them and up against Justin Jefferson, just about all of them. Just lost Hawkinson now. Had Deontay Johnson, who dropped like five end zone targets. <laughs> just, a, just, a, just a tough week for Scott Barrett. Yeah, I got Deontay in a big week too. That drop last night was, was something else. I, I knew I was up against Justin Jefferson everywhere, but I refused Ugh. to check just because I was worried I might have been against Alvin Cook too. Yeah, Debo, man. If Debo doesn't play this week, I, I am not looking yeah, good at some of these spots in receiver. Uh, all right. Um, we're talking Giants Chargers. Um, Jamar Jefferson, though, Johnny, how viable is he? I don't know. He's because, viable. Dude, he got, he got outsnapped by Gordon Eagley BK last week. Yeah. Bad. Uh, <laughs> I think Jamar would be your early down back and Iwabuke would be your passing back, which makes it kind of confusing. Um, what is Godwin? Godwin Iwabuke. Yeah, Godwin. 4K. I mean, yeah, you're right. You know, in the olden days, like he would be 3K flat and, you know, you'd say, okay, I think I can get three catches out of this guy maybe five carries but man lions are just gonna get dusted yeah they're gonna get shit on here um yeah last week uh Igwe bk was at 28 routes uh jamar jefferson ran like two so yeah. i also don't know if like <clears throat> that had anything to do with him being limited from the week before so that's like you're not 100 percent sure what they're gonna do true Ugh. True. Oh uh, boy. Keenan also just got ruled out officially too. So <coughs> um seeing if I can grab a nine on the Broncos real quick. Oh <laughs> <laughs> they probably already got pulled. Uh no, it's a 10. Um any other thoughts here on the Chargers? I mean, do yeah. we think if if so with Keenan out, do we think Eckler gets a bump? I was just gonna say, I think you're. I think with how cheap these other pairings are, like I think, uh, you know, in in mid-sized fields, I think you're totally fine playing like Herbert Eckler, Mike Williams, and you know Josh Palmer. Just go, just go full onslaught. Yeah, I mean they're they're, you know the. I don't think they're going to put up 40 or anything, but you're getting them at such a discount that if they put up, you know, they put up their team total, they put up 27, then um, those, those guys are, are going to be values. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Staley just said too, that uh, barring any setbacks, Mike Williams will play. So yeah, that kind of clears that up too. Right, and let's talk about guys on the Giants side. It's Mike Glennon. Uh, I think Sterling Shepard warrants consideration. You know, if Daniel Jones is out, I, I would have him on 100% of teams. Yeah. He's just been so money in his last 18 healthy games, like really fringe wide receiver one numbers. Any concern uh, with Chris Harris, though? No, I thought he was out. No, nah, he's in COVID protocol like Williams, but uh, should play. Oh, then 
Yeah, then never mind. Uh, Saquon Barkley, people are going to want to play. I, I really have no interest with this lingering ankle. We just have like a really robust sample of uh, Saquon Barkley uh, really just sucking while dealing with a, an ankle injury. This is something he said was going to nag him for quite some time. He's still limited. Um, Chargers so I, have I really also have... been better against the run they the last, been. what, three or four weeks? They have been. Yeah, you, I don't think you can play Barkley now. So I don't think you can play anyone on the Giants, though. Yeah. Uh, maybe Evan Ingram, uh, his usage has been totally different uh, with Freddie Kitchens, but, uh, I mean, I'm not going to play Evan Ingram. Is Galladay dead again? He's got that ribbish. Was he ever alive? <laughs> Man, he, I mean, he was getting – Glennon was peppering him to start that game. Yeah. Galladay was on his way to, like – I was like, damn – I didn't play enough of this dude. And then it was like Galladay injured. And I was like, ah, oh, well, there's <laughs> Kenny Galladay again. Yeah. I mean, he got really f- known love. five targets, played half the snaps. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to play. He's their healthiest of the three uh, out of Tony and Shepard and Galladay. At this point. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a good, that's a good call, Johnny. I mean, what are you going to do with your Herbert stacks? Just no bringbacks? I'm going to bring back – I'm going to I'm gonna rotate Giants through them. Um, I mean, Glennon's competent enough. Like, we make fun of Glennon a lot. But, like, he can get balls to wide receivers even if he's – you know, they're not going to score 21 points. But, you know, there's guys that are going to catch balls and get yards. Yeah. Oh, this slate. It's a fun one. Uh, all right, let's move it on. Niners, Bengals. Um, does not look likely Eli Mitchell or Debo Samuel are going to play. I have the sads with Debo. Um, so yeah, we're going to see Jeff Wilson as the one. We'll see Hasty mix in uh, for a couple carries and some passing down work. Um, Bengals side, Joe Burrow's good. Joe Mixon didn't practice all week, but um, uh, Zach Taylor came out and said a couple hours ago that he should play. Uh, he's just been dealing with some sort of illness. Uh, T. Higgins hurt his ankle, but he's been back in practice Thursday, Friday, so he's fine. Um, yeah, uh, Johnny, I think you said it earlier. You think this game's going to be the second um, second highest on game stack on the slate? If Joe Mixon ends up out, I think Burrow ends up, like, top three in ownership at quarterback. Okay. Um, just because all the models are going to move him to, like, a massive value. Those weeks that, those weeks that um, Mixon was out, Burrow was just like the the nuts for a few of them so I think that'll really really change things but um you know pe- people like to play Chase people like to play Kittle people are going to play Jeff Wilson I think just the the value in this game is on the 49er side is just going to sort of naturally make this popular yeah I have cons- I have some concerns about the pace in this game um, Bengals and 49ers are both yep. bottom eight pace over the last eight weeks. And the Niners just beat the shit out of the Rams, Jags, and Vikings by dominating time of possession here. So if they build a lead, this game's going to be extremely slow. Actually, if Mixon then yeah. Yeah. I think this I mean, game think goes under. He's still sick. He hasn't practiced at all this week. Yeah, but they're saying he's going to play. Yeah, but I mean, man, if, if he's like got some sort of really bad stomach bug and he's dehydrated, like he said, Lamar was going to play too, and then come Sunday morning, he's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If P Ryan is if P Ryan's out there on your waiver wire, still go uh, go snag him. I had him in a couple weeks this morning. 
whatever flu has been going around, like some of these guys have missed. Yeah. Yeah, Mixon is Mixon's definitely in that bucket for sure. I mean, beyond that, I, I'm with you. I don't think we can talk too much about this game without knowing whether Mixon or not, whether whether or not Mixon plays. I mean, the thing that sucks with stacks in this game too is just like who is it? Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, Wilson. I like Wilson a lot. I think San Francisco wins. Uh, Higgins, Chase. Yeah, markets think. Um... Niners win two, man. They're two-point favorites. Bengals open I like up. Jeff Wilson. I think they yeah. win. I don't trust Burrow with the pinky mixing sick, too. That's Wilson that's scares me a little bit because he – that knee flared up. The knee uh, they fucked up earlier this year. They said it flared up on him last week. I know he's been back full, but that is a little bit of a risk. He's just such oh, a strong yeah. value. And he won't be as owned as he was the week that we all played him in. He, that's know, for sure had one of the he had an amir abdullah lions game but the you know you're gonna get probably 20 touches i mean he's your best like value play on the on the slate it's just a matter of whether he gets a touchdown or not really yeah yep um all right final game here guys bills bucks um scott you kind of went through it a little bit earlier on your little soliloquy but um, I mean, I'm, I'm with you in the sense that the Bucks should run more here. Uh, Starla Tulave is out too. He's been maybe their only good interior defensive lineman. Um, so I'm with you in that sense, but the Bucks are the Bucks, man. They, they just throw it. And I don't know if Brady is going to be cool, you know, handing the ball off to, to Fournette and Rojo against a potential, you know, opponent. Um, the Super Bowl here, man. I don't know. That's tough. Uh, what's your read on this, Johnny? I think this will be the most popular game stack, but I don't think it's going to hit the levels of some of the earlier games, like, you know, the Dallas Chargers um, game, and then we had, like, the what Chiefs game the other week. So I don't think it's a game that, like, I'm I'm looking to – like fade it to get away from massive ownership, but I do think it'll be, it'll be pretty popular. I think Allen and Brady will be, you know, 12 percent is shown. Um, you know, it's a Bills team that you can run on and a Bucks team that you can pass on, um, which have been t- like sort of the strengths of these two teams the last few weeks. So uh, I'm in on it. You know, I think Leonard Fournette is a really good play, especially having the huge game and then doing sort of just okay. And then he comes back to the spot, Um, you know, but I think, I think the field is kind of getting on that on Fandle. He's probably going to be the highest owned running back and and he's probably the best running back play on Fandle. Yeah, he is. To me, Fournette on Fandle this week feels like mixing for all those weeks. He was way too cheap on Fandle in a way better role and way better offense. So, yeah, Fournette's going to be chalk over there. Um, I'm with you, though, Scott, that I think Bills are, are difficult. You know, Allen can obviously smash, but I think it's really Diggs is the only guy I feel super comfortable pairing him with. I think um, Knox is fine. He's just, he's just not cheap. Yeah. Yeah, you're paying for that touchdown up, uh, upside. 
Um, all right, that'll do it. Um, let's nope. make a line. Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, Chris Godwin uh, is basically the wide receiver one since the Antonio Brown injury. At least among all slate eligible wide receivers, it's basically him or Debo. Debo's questionable. And he's coming off of that monster game, so that seems super sexy. Um, Buffalo top two against both outside wide receivers and slot wide receivers. But, like, I mean, it makes that makes them seem like elite against both, but they're actually, like, far more vulnerable against slot wide receivers, or at least they were. Now Tredavious White is out. So I, I really don't like this matchup for Godwin. I, I think the, the matchup's far more in Mike Evans' favor, who's significantly cheaper. Wes Huber says it's a perfect scheme matchup for for Evans, but it's an even better, like, perfect, perfect scheme matchup for Gronkowski, who I think is still, you know, one of the best tight end plays of the slate. He's just been going absolutely nuclear. Uh, he's the GOAT. He's just the absolute GOAT. And then, uh, but Fournette's the one I really want. Going to try and have him on, like, almost every single one of my teams against, again, I think uh, Tampa Bay goes run heavy against this Buffalo defense. I think that's what you should do. I think that wasn't just because of the weather. I think that's also – Belichick was like, that's, that's how you beat this elite pass defense. Um, so I really rank it, uh, Burnett, Gronk, Evans. And I, I do want exposure to these guys, but I'm not going to play any Brady. I'm probably not going to play any Josh Allen in tournaments. It's just, uh, you know, it's going to be the highest owned. So you get leverage there. And then, uh, I mean, we made compelling cases for, uh, I mean, I like Mahomes, Dak, Herbert, so um, that's just what I'm doing. Yeah, and I think I think with Godwin, I think we had talked about it last week. Um, it seemed like he was limited with that ankle. Yeah, uh, it seems like he is back to 100%. Obviously, and um, so I think he's going to continue just getting you know 10 plus targets, even if the matchup isn't isn't great. But I do think he's now priced um, to where you know he's not like like a slam dunk cost where he was like in the mid sixes for a while. And, uh, and for is apparently the new uh, Austin Eckler or Christian McCaffrey. It's just, it's just obscene work on the best offense in football. Yeah. League winner, baby. Oh yeah. Dude, I have so much Fournette and those underdog best ball tournaments from like the 10th yeah. and 11th round. And that was that just, was, that was so easy. It was so confusing I, all summer. Yeah. People, I, dude, I have him everywhere. I, community as a whole with Rojo, man. Like they think this guy's good. They thought this guy's good for four years now. I, I wrote up Fournette everywhere. I have a ton of exposure, but but I always cringed whenever I wrote it up. It was just like it's such a thin, you know, uh, argument. But uh, yeah, it really worked out. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's uh. Let's make a lineup then. I'm gonna share share my screen with you here um, hey before we get there i'd like to announce uh that you can now pre-order our 2021 college football bowl guide the analysis from wes huber and some of our other college football analysts who are doing amazing work mm -hmm. uh you get game and team previews player prop bets debbie watch analysis money line picks against the spread picks and we've been killing it all year with that. So uh, 
if you like watching college football, if you like betting college football, you play Devi, you play Dynasty, it's just 25 bucks. Yep. And uh, you can make your money back on just one game of betting. And uh, I bet you will. Um, So check that out. Pre-order our 2021. I'll retweet it. 2021 CFB bowl guide today. Yeah, if you just hit the uh, hit the home screen, it's already in the carousel too. It'll be the first thing you want to click on as well. So yeah, definitely check that out. Josh and Wes have been crushing it. For anybody that's been watching the Saturday show. Um, all right, lineup time. I closed out of my optimizer screen like a boomer. So I got to pull that back up. And then I will share my shit with you. <clears throat> all righty uh let's start with a game stack since that's like kind of the way to build this week and then let everything else flow from that yep um Turn i i right. actually haven't played around with lineups too much do you want to do because we have so much time you want to try a uh, mahomes dub stack with fournette and then just see how disgusting all the other options are if it's DraftKings, the mahomes doubles are pretty tough yeah there's like you want to just you want to just optimize that for me and see what it stick it, it puts out yeah we're i mean we're gonna be stuck with some fucking barrel, barrel. donovan people's jones plus receivers rashad perriman plus ugh. so I think it's, a, it'll probably it? give you like palmer and oh palmer's fine. palmer and guyton Unless it's been updated with Mike Williams being probable now or whatever. So as a part of the double stack, you want Pringle, not Kelsey, right? <laughs> Once or, you pop, you can't stop, baby. Or, or Mecole. You want Mecole? No. <laughs> You're Pringle's, Pringle's pretty much taking over that role. I mean, that's really not bad. That's, that's really not a bad lineup at all. It's not terrible. You're double tight end with O'Shaughnessy's bat, though. In Jags defense. <laughs> Double tight end, Jags defense, Gabriel Davis, DPJ. Um, I like I'm, it. I'm not struggling. I could fix it. I could fix it. DPJ is fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I take take Gibson out, drop to someone else, and I could make it work. <clears throat> Let's build something more fun. I yeah. Agree. Reset. Um, Dax stacks? 6,700, baby. I'm down for a Dak stack. Scott, nice. you, like, you want to do a Dak stack? Scott didn't really I, like Dak, though. Dak stack? I mean, Herbert sacks? He's the number three value in our projection behind Taysom and Cam on DK. We can do a Herbert. I think we all like Herbert enough. I mean, nice. I'm fine with Dak. Whatever you guys want to do. But I, I think you could do more with Herbert sacks just because you get Palmer. I think you can do more with Dak stacks because it makes it easy coming back with McLaurin. That's right. That's fair. Solve. That's fair. You can just solve That's an excellent point, Graham. Can we actually come. We could bring it back with RSJ and McLaurin. Oh, now we're talking. All right. So Lamb Cooper. Cooper has to be a part of your Dak stacks on DK. I don't think so. Fifty nine hundred, man. Yeah, it's like Gallup too, but I mean, I would prefer Cooper. Yeah, Cooper, Cooper has this 60-yard touchdown ceiling. Gallup does not. 
The really, I mean, the really interesting deck stacks too are the ones where you play Gallop and Cooper without without Lamb, because it ends up you end up with a really different. I mean, I would I would prefer Lamb, but in larger field stuff, you end up with a pretty unique construction because they're significantly cheaper. All right, let's let's do that because I kind of like that too. And then you want to play McLaurin and RSJ. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. All right. RSJ is a pretty strong value. He's 36, I believe. Yeah, 36. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's get some backs in here. Scott, yeah, running pay. back play. We can we can pay up. For now. For now. Lenny. Right. Week 14, Lenny. It's basically playoff any time. <laughs> oh, nearly Lombardi Lenny time then. Um, all right, so we got receiver solved. Um, just scrolling right back here. Yeah, me too. Running back is tough this week. Yes, it's like outside of Fournette and Eckler. I don't want to play anyone. I think people are going to play Jeff Wilson. I think he's going to end up being overwhelmed because there's no value outside of him. He's a fine play, but if he ends up being like 15, 20%, I will not want to play that. Who? Oh. Jeff Wilson. Um, <laughs> no, I like him. I mean, I, th I think he's a fine play, but if he ends oh, up. Oh, put him in my Mahomes stack. Now we're talking. <laughs> I think we may we may have to play him on this team to make it worse. Suck it. Well, let's play Clyde. We'll leverage off Chiefs too. Yep, we could do Clyde Wilson Seattle. Oh, what about Devonta Freeman? Last week I said uh, my future self visited me via time travel to tell me Devonta Freeman would score twenty points, and that's exactly what happened. Good. No time travel plays this week though. Damn. You didn't. Uh, you need to call up uh, Rick Sanchez. Get that. Uh, I was like, "Give me the million make making winning lineup," and he was like, "Devonta Freeman scores twenty points." Steal his portal. Steal his portal gun again. You'll be able to get there. There you go. So we go. Dak, Clyde, Lenny, F one. Oh, Clyde. How do we get yes. to Clyde? He's great leverage, man. The Clydesdale. Uh, Cooper, Which Gallup, RSJ, Jeff Wilson, Seattle. I'm fine with that. I'm not crazy about Wilson. Uh, Mitchell is just ruled out, by the way. Nope. Uh, all right, that's fine. Let's just. I mean, he's really your only. He's he's the only like 4K running back that's playable. What does that give us? 3K for a defense. It gives us 3,400. But I think Seattle is pretty significantly the best play. Yeah, we could do Clyde with Chiefs D though. Could do that. I like that. Let's do that for that. Right. Yep. I like that team. I can dig it. Sweet. All right, I'm going to run the optimizer here real quick. Yeah, Taysom. Taysom. Well, we need to fix Traquan. For that. Why? I mean... Do you want to play Traquan? <laughs> no. Mm. No. I mean, he's your he's your top 
stack piece with Taysom though. Yeah, he's not he's not popping either as a value. He's in our top six, but it's not egregious. I think Guyton Guyton will come out once it's adjusted for Mike Williams. Yeah, Guyton will come out and Palmer will come up to like the nine or ten point range too. Yeah. So Palmer will end up being by far the best value. Oops. Palmer's going to end up overowned, though. I think. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, he's going to play that role, but it, he's not going to command ten ten targets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll do it, guys. Um, we're going to get out here a little early. Um, Joe and Tom are going to be hanging out with you all in about 30, uh, talking through some bets, talking through some props, uh, and getting that out here in about 30. So stick around for that. Uh, Scott mentioned the ball guide. Again, fantasy points hit the uh, home screen. It's in the carousel. Uh, it's on our Twitter feed if you want to check it out. Get some uh, get some bowl bets in there. I'm going to be checking out here shortly. Get my bets in before lines start moving. Um, this is fun, guys. For Scott, for Johnny, for Ben, behind the glass, I'm Graham. We will catch you next week for week 15.